marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. The first legally sold marijuana here goes to an Iraqi war veteran. A new insurance study out this week looked at car crashes in several states that allow the use of recreational marijuana. You're a doc. Before. You've studied this. You've talked to the researchers. Right. You're saying marijuana can kill cancer cells. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Marijuana is illegal under federal law. States have legalized recreation. No wonder you can't open your eyes. What do you expect doping yourself up with this wrong stuff? What do you know about pot? Hello, this is the Cannabis Hour. I'm your host, Jen Procacci. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be discussing um, the status of the 10% referendum here in Mendocino County that is opposing the 10% cannabis expansion. I'm joined today by Charles Sargenti and Lou Chichester. I believe they're both here with me. Are you both here on the line, Charles and Lou? I'm here. Yep, Lou is present. Thank you both for being here today. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you both here. Charles Sargenti was born and raised on a family farm in the Salinas Valley. After serving in the Marines in Vietnam, he enrolled at UC Davis and later transferred to UC Santa Cruz and graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology in 1978. He eventually obtained a state contractor's license and is a licensed general building contractor. He took a break from construction in the 90s and went back to school where he completed a PhD in biology from UC Santa Cruz. Today he is the owner of Eel River Medicinals Farm in Coblo and is a member of the Round Valley Area Municipal Advisory Council for 3rd District Supervisor John Hashcheck. He is also the owner and administrator for the Facebook group page, Mendo Canna Action, well known in our community. He started that in 2017 as a means to give legacy cultivators in Mendocino County a forum and a place to share all things cannabis. Lou Chichester, a Mendocino County resident since 1972, also has a career in construction management. He's a Kennedy era social liberal presently serving on various Round Valley nonprofit organization boards, I believe the Municipal Advisory Council as well, um, including the school district and also the library board. So thank you both for joining us today to discuss this important topic. I'm going to go ahead and say that Charles is also the organizer of the group Small is Beautiful Mendocino, which is specifically directed, I believe, towards the referendum and the opposition to the 10% rule. So the first um, thing I'm going to start our show out with today is having one or both of you tell our listeners what exactly a referendum is. This is all in uh, relation to the current cannabis ordinance that our Board of Supervisors is redoing, and uh, specifically in relation to opposition to the 10% ex expansion of the cannabis cultivation. So, um, Charles and also Lou, can you both give our listeners an overview on what a referendum is? Go, Charles. You should take this. This was all your idea to start off. So, um, you should take the floor here. Explain a referendum and what this is all about. Charles, are you here with us? I have a feeling we might be having a technical difficulty. Yeah. Um, we, let's see. we might be. 
Um, well, so, Lou? Yeah, I'm not here. Really oh, oh, Charles is here. Here he is. Okay. Stay with let him, Charles. Let him take a stab at it. Yeah, I'm having some I am having some technical difficulties. So uh, my my audio is is messing up for some reason. But uh, how am I now? We can hear you just great. Go right ahead. Um <laughs> Okay, I I've lost my my <clears throat> I've lost my audio. I can't hear you. So <laughs> let me let me work on it, and Lou, you you go ahead and all right, and, uh, yeah, Charles. Work on the technical right stuff. These these remote meetings are frequently challenging. So, Jen, I'll do my best. Even though uh, this was really Charles' inspiration, you know, a number of months ago when it became evident that in the process of coming up with a revised cannabis ordinance for Mendocino County. And this is something that has been, I've been aware of, you know, for quite a number of years, all the way back to when um, uh, Tom Woodhouse and McGowan, they were, you know, working on these sorts of things. So, but anyway, what happened is a few months ago, as this ordinance was being developed, just kind of out of the blue and the board of supervisors, it, it came from, you know, Ted Williams, that we were going to be faced with as part of this ordinance, the possibility that if you had a certain kind of land use classification, ag or rangeland, a person would be allowed to have 10% of their property in cannabis cultivation. Um, And this just set off all kinds of alarm bells, particularly out here, and Round Valley, which, you know, a lot of listeners to KZYX have probably never been out here, but it's a, you know, biggest flat ground in all of Mendocino County, lots of ag land, um, you know, a lot of it's just grazing, hay fields, there's a certain number of orchards, but with that, you know, just the concept that these hundreds, even thousands of acres of ag land could be converted to 10% of it into marijuana production just seemed like the craziest idea in the world. Um, Not at all successful. And so, you know, the population, the county, when the Board of Supervisors is considering this in their meetings there's hundreds and hundreds of you know communications says don't do this so a week ago or a week or so ago we finally see the you know finalized ordinance which does allow for some expansion on ag land or range land um, a much more perhaps coherent administrative policy and this new proposed ordinance there's you know um some restrictions that i'm in favor of but then there's this footnote footnote number six and um appendix a 10 percent expansion allowable on ag and rangelands so we are still faced with if we don't do something this cannabis ordinance is going to include the potential for 10% expansion 
if you get a major use permit. So Charles is Charles and Charles Group, small as Mendocino, small as beautiful Mendocino, a few months ago, you know, drafted an idea for a referendum to remove the single part of the 10% expansion. Now, there are other groups besides small as beautiful Mendocino, other groups either in Laytonville, a couple of them in Willits and other places that have similar ideas for a referendum. A, a referendum being something you've got to gather the uh, the signatures on a petition within 30 days of an ordinance passing. Then you you know get on the ballot and people vote. So. But at this point, there's a couple of conflicting ideas as to what the referendum suggests. Some people just think the 10% is enough. Let this ordinance as proposed go forward. Let's see what happens if the county can do a good job with regulating cannabis um, cultivators and doing something about all the people that aren't aren't regulated, that are totally illegal. Now, there's another group that proposes the referendum just puts, is against the entire ordinance, shut the entire ordinance down. So if um, if Charles just got his audio up and working, maybe he should step in at this point and just explain how you do a referendum, and maybe some of the pluses and minuses of the two different points of view. So, Charles, are you are you with us yet? Uh, can you Wait. hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah, we can you hear can, you great. Can you? Oh, good, good. Oh, God. Um, okay. Um, well, uh, so Lou uh, kind of uh, uh, summarized the... The you know that's the progress the, the where we are today. Uh, so a referendum, yeah, a referendum is is uh, one of the one of the tools uh, in the in the California Constitution that allow ordinary citizens to um, take action on their own when they feel like their their uh, government representatives have not uh, have not served them well. Um, and that there's a, a referendum is in contrast to an initiative. Uh, a referendum is a tool that can can do one thing. It, it can only oppose something that uh, the citizens don't like, um, and, and, and that's all. So it can only say no. Uh, you you passed the law. We don't like it. And we want it gone. Uh, an initiative, on the other hand, is where uh, citizens want new laws, or they want to change in existing laws, or, or, or something like that. And they want to create something, and uh, and so that's what an initiative is. And then, of course, there is the recall, which is where we have elected representatives who we don't want anymore. All three of those are being discussed in this <laughs> in this uh, context right now, but at the moment we're only working on the referendum saying no, we don't want ten percent. So hopefully that's a 
that encapsulates it. Yeah, thank you. That was great from both of you. Very clear, very comprehensive. Um, so just so that I am clear and the listeners are clear, the referendum that small is beautiful, which is your group, Charles, is pushing forward only opposes 10% expansion. It leaves everything else in the ordinance that is proposed as is, and it's only against the 10%. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because we can't really change anything else with a ref with with the referendum, and um, um, uh, but we we do plan to move forward with an initiative to 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 change some of the other things that um, are not in keeping with the wishes of of the you know people of this county. So anyway, yeah, that's a long answer. Do you? No, that's all right. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, the initiative and what you're hoping to change with that as well? Well, yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> we want a hard cap on, on cultivation for one thing. Uh, right now, the, the Board of Supervisors has enacted this 10% and they're telling us that they're going to they're they're going to go back uh, this summer and have uh, you know recommendations from planning and building as to what would be a lower uh, uh, cap, and then and then in the future they're 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 maybe you know they're going to raise that cap gradually uh, over time, uh, and so that's that's one thing that it what it, it's 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 a convoluted process and and i don't think anybody trusts them to do the right thing anyway so what we want to do is come up with a, a hard cap of say one acre although <clears throat> that's something that i i really think the community needs to have input on um you know people some people are arguing for a ten thousand acre square foot cap not acre uh somewhat twenty two thousand square feet some people want an acre there there are probably a few that want two acres uh but anyway yeah that's that's one thing um another thing is a lot of people are distressed about the fact that there's no environmental impact analysis on on the ordinance itself so uh we want to address that uh, we're not entirely sure how that process would work uh once once normally uh, uh environmental impact report is something that you do prior to actually finalizing your uh your legislation so something after the fact like this uh is going to be uh different i i, I don't know exactly how um um uh, so what else <clears throat> um there's, charles there's the element yeah. of one of the one of the ways I'm looking at this ordinance and some of the issues that have become really clear in the last you know six or eight months of the discussions of the future of cannabis cultivation in Mendocino County, it seems like there are at least two conflicting models, you know, economic models, government regulation models of how Mendocino County should go into the future with cannabis cultivation. One 
economic and regulatory model favors smaller grows, um, you know, kind of like owner-operator type grows that are maybe like a boutique-type market, um, a, a legal boutique-type market, and then another economic government regulatory model seems to be slanted a lot more to what I would describe as like a vertically integrated uh, agribusiness model where the distributors on the land, the people who work on the farms are employees, and it's a much more, you know, corporate big is beautiful model. And so kind of what we've got in this <clears throat> ordinance and the discussion and controversy about the ordinance is what direction do we want to go? And while there was difficulty in the administrative process over the last, you know, four years trying to get the small growers, you know, into the system, and there are a lot of reasons why that was so messed up. I think a lot of it was just incompetence on the county's part. But now we're got this ordinance that we're looking at, which really tends to favor getting bigger. You know, one acre with the, you know, it's not even a threat. It's been discussed in uh, supervisors' meetings that really the intent of some of the leadership in the county is to go to big cannabis farms. And so we're the rest of us are kind of in this little quandary going, how do we make county government do what it is that we think that we're in the majority? We know what we want to see here, but they're following a different model. So, Charles, one of the things that would be in an initiative would be, say, for instance, we pass um, the referendum that says no on the 10%. There's nothing that would just stop the Board of Supervisors from talking about doing something else and then getting another piece in there that we would then have to have another referendum about. I mean, this struggle could go on if we did not define in some kind of an initiative measure, this is what we want, these are the hard caps, this is how county government is going to regulate this industry. And one of the ways that a number of people have perceived that that agribusiness model could still triumph is by thing that's called stacking permits, where there is a corporate entity that, you know, either, you know, buys up various pieces of ag and rangeland or arranges leases from the owners of these various ag and rangeland properties and end up growing hundreds of acres of marijuana under one um, one corporate umbrella. And there doesn't seem to be anything in this ordinance that prevents that from happening. So I told you, Jen, I tend to talk too much, but that's, that's one of the things that I <laughs> see right. is, is, is an issue here is what kind of economic model is being allowed or encouraged to happen by our county government. And that's a that's an important discussion because a lot of what are called the mom and pops feel under very real threat 
right now. And as a person who's not a farmer, but a person who's lived here my entire adult life, it's the mom and pops, not just of cannabis, but of all kinds of economic activity, whether you are in small business, or if you're, you know, a contractor, if you're a tradesperson, if you're a rancher, if you are going, you know, doing vineyards or it's, it's this, you know, that small is beautiful model is the key to the kind of life that we have here. We are not a corporate economy, and I'm going to do anything I can to, you know, um, you know, Mendocino County should be a corporate-free zone. You know, we we got to keep those that big model out of here because all it does is leads to wage slavery and all kinds of other terrible things. So. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I've said too much. Uh, Lou, I appreciate you. Okay. you uh, <laughs> Thank you, Lou. In um, no, that was great, and I just yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I want to take this chance here, Charles, really quick to just um, guide you slightly towards speaking on the legacy growers, if that's all right, because I know that's something that yeah. you had wanted to bring up: concerns about legacy yeah. cultivation. And Lou just yeah. sort of touched on that. So, would you like to speak on that topic? Uh, yeah. Um, well, right now the legacy growers, a lot of them are 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 are, are they're anxious. Uh, they're very concerned. There's a lot of angst uh, as, as to what's going to happen. Um, and it, one of the one of the one of the, well, I mean they're. I mean, you know, the market seems to to not be in a good place right now. That's always that's always a problem. But when when you add regulatory uncertainty, um, and it it just uh, adds adds to the angst. And um, so there, this new uh, phase three ordinance is a a big part of the rationale for it is to help legacy growers who are who are having difficulty meeting the state's standards uh, specifically around uh, environmental impact issues CEQA uh, California Environmental Quality Act concerns that um, they're not they're not able to address under the current ordinance, under the 10A17 ordinance. Um, and that, that, that's a real human toll that's being taken on people. Uh, there, there are farmers who are putting their property up for sale and, and basically throwing in the towel, even now. Um, so, this is having real impact on on the small farmer, and as Lou, uh, you know, not very well stated, um, we want this. We we don't want to lose any of these small farmers, um, and uh, um, there. You know, I I I just want to say, look, hang in there. Don't give up hope. Don't don't believe the the doom doomsday prophecies 
you know, when, when Ted Williams talks about, he, he makes a statement that 90% of, of, of the small farmer is going to fail. Yeah, we don't need that kind of rhetoric. Um, and, and we really need uh, a constructive action, and we need farmer, uh, we need to be heard. And um, the, the Board of Supervisors is not listening, except for John Aschak. Um, to, to go to our, our lesser extent, uh, and some of them are worse than others, but uh, I, uh, small farmers aren't being heard, and uh, that's that's really part of my motivation behind this because I I listen to people and and you know people were some people were even in tears over this issue. Uh, they they were really at a loss and you know i i i i'd like to try to do something about it and uh and uh, that's a big part of my motivation for for moving forward with this with this referendum so charles the question i have for you is um does this proposed phase three ordinance is it going to provide a, a, a more logical, coherent, administratively capable pathway for these um, you know, legacy growers that have been in this limbo state for, for a number of years? Um, just if we have a referendum that says no on the 10%, keep the rest of the ordinance, is that going to be a good thing for the small farmers you're talking about? Yeah, it, it is. It, it's it's going to be the best uh, chance right now. And you know, there's there's the other side is claiming that oh, we can just use 10A17 and we can tinker around with it and we can somehow make it work. Who knows? Uh, maybe yes, maybe no, but we have, I mean, that would just cause more delay, and we don't have, uh, you know, uh, unlimited time because the, the state deadline for provisional licenses is coming up, and e even if they extend it, it's, it's still, you know, they're talking about maybe extending it for six months. So, and it's not even certain that that can be done. So right now we have the best, possible pathway and the only only thing we could do if we go back to 10a17 is we would try to make it more like what we have now in front of us so it really doesn't make any sense to to claim that oh we can just get rid of this current phase three and go back to the old one uh yeah that doesn't fly and um but yeah you're right lou uh, the this the space three as currently envisioned is the best chance and even even with that not everyone is going to make it but uh i mean at least they'll they'll have a fighting chance well because i think that's what people need to hear is that the reason you and i and quite a number of other people are in favor of this simple referendum no on 10 percent because we we're 
addressing the issues at hand, and we genuinely feel that that's the way to move forward Mendocino County with a coherent cannabis, uh, uh, you know, procedure. Uh, that it's yes, of course, it's going to be constantly having to be tweaked and changed. You know, if stuff comes up, you got to deal with it, but. The best shot to move forward as, you know, collective community of people that live here, people that are in the industry, people who work for the county, let's do this proposed ordinance without the 10% and move forward. That's, I, I think that's the best shot to say no on the whole thing. We're going to be going backwards and it's going to be a bigger mess than we've got right now. That's my point, if you anyway, why I'm in favor of just the 10%. Yeah. So if you're just tuning yeah. in, I want to remind our listeners that uh, this is KZYX, and you are listening to the Cannabis Hour. I'm your host, Jen Procacci, and I am joined today by Charles Sargenti and Lou Chichester. And together we are discussing the Small is Beautiful um, Anti-10% Referendum for the Cannabis Cultivation Ordinance. We're going to be taking callers starting in about 10 or 15 minutes um, so that we can hear your questions and comments about this topic. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Charles and Lou, I just want to say thanks again so much for being here with me today. And I think this brings us to a good point to sort of touch on the fact that there's actually a second referendum. This is not the only referendum in the game right now. Um, there is another one. So would you two or one of you like to sort of briefly touch on what is the objective of the other referendum and who's behind that? Um, Go for it, Charles. I'll start. I'll, I'll start and uh, uh, Luke and uh, uh, finish off the, uh, this topic. Um, um, yeah. Well, as, as I think everybody knows, uh, the other referendum just wants to stop, oppose, you know, um, annul the the entire uh, proposed new ordinance. Um, and you know, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all there is to say about it because you know when you ask them, well, what are you going to do? After that, uh, and and the only response I've gotten is, well, we're we're going to hope the supervisors do their job. And uh, seriously, uh, that uh, I'm not exaggerating. Um, so um, they're and, and, but they're they're full of full of. Uh, uh, you know, speculation and uh, hypotheticals about what you could do with the old ordinance, how how you could make it work. Um, uh, so, but but they don't really have anything concrete, and they and they have no plan to uh, you know continue their effort to 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 make things work. It's it's just oh we we. We've got to stop this because it's 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 so so uh, uh, so bad. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, when they're when they're doing that, they're 
they're they're um, they're using they're they're really using the same tactics that people have accused the board of supervisors of doing, which is using scare tactics of saying you know we we have to have this ordinance or everyone's going to fail. Well, they're they're saying well if, if this ordinance passes it's going to open up all the rangeland and and you know our beautiful rangeland is going to be destroyed our you know our water is going to be uh destroyed um they, they, they paint this doomsday scenario and in fact uh it's very clear that the board are the ordinance only allows cultivation on rangeland that's already being used for agriculture, whether it be grapes or, or you know, uh, pears or, or any other kind of agriculture crop. And I, I'd like to know what's what. Why is it okay to grow one crop on it, but it's not okay to go cannabis on it. And that's the only rangeland that's that's being proposed as as potential for, for cannabis. So it's 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 that sort of tactics that I, I really I I I I really find um, distasteful to, to to put it you know mildly. Uh, please don't do that. Please let's let's have a rational uh, uh, factual fact based discussion of, of this issue because that's what the county needs that's what the the voters need that's what the you know the citizens they they don't need to to be uh bombarded with these doomsday ideas and uh so so that's that's i i think i'll let take it from there okay charles well yeah. go ahead lou okay well i think you were accurate in your characterization, but not really very fair. Um, I, I personally know many of the individuals who are in favor of the referendum against the entire ordinance. And I think that their, um, their intent and their motivations are, are noble. And that I think across the board, the ones that I know want to hold cannabis expansion to the existing limits, 10,000 square feet. They're not in favor of you know one acre on ag land. They're not in favor of any cannabis cultivation on existing rangelands, even if they are already in grapes. The majority of the individuals I know that are in favor of the kibosh on phase three ordinance is because they want no cannabis expansion, none at all. And this proposed ordinance that we have a referendum against does allow for up to an acre on ag land if you got a major use permit and also up to an acre in rangelands if you've got a major can pass the major use permit and whereas on the other land use classifications it seems to me that they're still being held at 10,000 
square feet max. So what this ordinance is proposing is to allow large-scale, you know, relatively large-scale cannabis cultivation on ags and rangelands. And I think that's really the issue that is motivating the individuals I know of that are in favor of getting rid of the whole ordinance. Now, the problem of getting rid of the whole ordinance is that as you pointed out, there are a lot of good things in this ordinance, and if we get rid of the whole thing, we're going to be moving backwards, I think, by quite a number of years, because what's going to come up is this big discussion that's going to probably never get resolved about how much is enough and how much is too much. That's something that's um, I think that we've attempted to reach a compromise over the last few months. Uh, you know, personally, do I like the idea of in Round Valley having dozens of ag properties growing a whole acre cultivation of cannabis? Am I comfortable with that? No, it's, it scares me. I think this could be totally weird, you know, but... It, it seems like what we have done, we got to this process, we have buy-in or an agreement of a certain number of the people in the industry. Uh, this is what the county is proposing as just, you know, a member of the Mendocino community. I'm going, okay, folks, this is something that it's a compromise we can live with. If we hold the line at this point and don't allow 10% of your properties being in grows, let's try this out and see if the county can handle this in a responsible, consistent, enforced, regulated manner, because that's my beef, is I don't think they've been doing a good job at any of this, but let's give them a try. Thank you, Lou, for that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let our listeners know at this point that I am going to open up the phone lines, and we are going to continue to discuss this issue while we wait for calls. So if you're listening and you have a... Yeah? We need to talk about the change of mind. (laughs) Definitely. And we're going to address that for sure. I'm just going to open up the phone lines, and then I'm sure there will be plenty of time between callers for us to um, address that topic. Okay. So if you're out there and you're listening and you'd like to give us a call and you have a question or a comment about what we're discussing today, which is the uh, anti-10% cannabis referendum, you can give us a call at 707-895-2448. That is 707-895-2448. All right, we already have a caller. So Charles, hold your thought and we're going to take this caller and address their question and then we're going to go to what you have to say. All right, caller, are you with us? You're live on the Cannabis Hour. Thank you. One of the things that hasn't been mentioned is water. I think we all know we're in a drought. Uh, The Board of Supervisors' last uh, meeting uh, stated the two-acre grow of cannabis consumes 22,000 gallons of water per day. I'm from Willits. Um, Willits, we have... uh, Six acre, six thousand acres of land in our valley. Two thousand of that is, belongs to Caltrans, but that leaves four thousand acres of 
range and pasture land in our valley. Just saying, for example, that um, 10% of that 4,000 acres would be 400 acres. Pretend everybody's growing cannabis on the available 400 acres in the Middle Lake Valley. And with 11,000 gallons per day per acre, that would mean that out of our wells and subsurface water, 4 million gallons per day of water would be used in the growing of cannabis. I think that's untenable. For comparison, the city of Willits uses only 1 million gallons of water per day for the entire city and parks and everything that we have to water. We only use 1 million gallons of water per day. If the rangeland were opened up, it would be between, it could at its maximum mean they would be taking 4 million gallons per day of water out of our aquifer. That's what I'll yeah, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for these facts. Do you have a, a question or anything like that, or otherwise we're going to probably move on well, to the I'd next caller? Your, your, your interviewees talk about the water situation and what they think of, because our wells are already drying up in Willits because of the groves on the roads near us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, caller. Charles, we have a couple more calls on hold here, but before we go to those, I wanted to give you a chance to speak on the topic that you wanted to address before we took the callers. So would you like to go ahead and take the floor? Yeah, I'll be brief. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, with two competing referendums, there's a serious risk that they're both going to fail, right? I mean, uh, when it comes to uh, being on the ballot, there's going to be the two referendums, and then there's going to be the choice to, to keep the whole ordinance as it is. And even if, say, only 40% of, of the of people want to want to keep the whole ordinance, uh, each if each referendum only gets 30%, then they both will fail. So that that consideration led us to 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 approach the uh, other side and and ask you know try to work out a, a, an approach where we were working together. Um, we 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 concluded that there was a, a decent chance of the other referendum. Uh, succeeding if that was the only one on the ballot. Um, but once we went public with that, there was a tremendous amount of backlash. And uh, it, basically everyone that we had been working with said, no, we're not going to support this. <laughs> so uh, it took us, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks to uh, uh, a kind of for, for this all to sink in and uh, and then we we realized that um, 
this this other ordinance doesn't have a chance, even if it's alone on the ballot. So we and we further realize that even though uh, our chances of success are uh, reduced by having two uh, referendums, we still have a better better chance of success um, going it alone than we would if we, if we joined with the other one. So 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 that's in a nutshell. That that's what happened. Uh, that was out of our concern that we really need to have, we need to stop the 10% and either one would do it. And we, we've always planned to have a step two, which is the initiative. <clears throat> and that would be our, our means and our tool to craft uh, something that would work uh, for uh, the legacy farmers and uh, would, would address all these other issues, but um, um, that, of course that would be a lot of work. It'd be a lot of extra work. We, we never thought that the, the other referendum was, was the best path, but it was uh, a strategic uh, a consideration that we need to do something. And, and that's, and then it turned out that that was, that was an incorrect, uh, a calculation. So that, that's it. Thank you, Charles. I do want to go back and just um, quickly touch on the water concerns that the previous caller had mentioned. Um, yeah, so of course we are all in a drought and absolutely that is what is going on as we are all aware, but I just want to be careful to, and this is all I'll say on this and then we can move on and we have some other callers also on hold. I just want to be um, make sure that I point out that the information that is presented from callers, I did refer to it as facts, but I have no idea where those numbers are based in um, what you know the caller was referencing to get that information. So I just want to be clear to our listeners that although I referred to those numbers as facts, I actually have no idea uh, <laughs> what documentation those numbers were coming from. So I want to be clear on that. And I'm going to move on here. We're going to take the next caller and see what they have to say. So, hi, caller. You're live on the Cannabis Hour. Do you have a question or comment for us? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, Hello. we can hear you. Thank you. Excellent. Um, I apologize. I joined the meeting maybe a, a little bit late and I don't know if my question was previously answered but I'm just going to ask it again. Um, do have the two uh, proposed the 10% and the stop um, the new ordinance have those referendums received the required number of support signatures and are they on file with the county for the election process? Uh, no. No signatures have been gathered because uh, by statute we're not allowed to do that until the day after the final approval by the board which we are anticipating will be on the 22nd of this month. Okay. 
that's that's the date I was looking to hear. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, thank you, caller, for that great question. So I think we have one more caller on hold. If that is true, let's go ahead and uh, patch that caller through and hear what they have to say. Hi, caller. Are you live right. on the Cannabis Hour with us? Um, yes. Uh, I'm Peter from Ukiah. You know, I, I think, can you hear me? Yeah, Pete, I hear you. I hear you great. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> Hey Lou, how are you? Um, the, oh, I'm just the fine. Good to hear from you. This is is the uh, you know the the gorilla in the room is global warming and the climate issue. You know you can hardly drive on a country road now without being just about run over by a water truck that are coming and going like rush hour. You know, and I, I can see any uh, expansion of what is already being allowed to sustain, you know, the small family farmers that have been growing cannabis for 50 years in this county. Anything more than what we're already doing is just exacerbating uh, an already existing unsustainable problem. And I, uh, and I wonder, you know, to what extent that colors any of these uh, referendum things. That I, I, I agree with Lou. I don't think we should throw the whole thing out. But I do think that we, we have to limit expansion. It's pretty obvious that what we're doing is unsustainable. And I'll take um, any comments off the air. Thank you. Thank you, uh, caller. Peter, uh, Peter uh, no water trucks under phase three. Yeah, no water trucks under phase three. Uh, for, for so, that, Charles, that, is what you're yeah, saying that it's already it's already part of the ordinance that there will be no water trucks in phase three? That is correct. You will not be allowed to use water trucks for your water water supply for your cannabis farming under phase three, under the proposed phase three. All right, yeah. so we have just one more caller here, and uh, I'm going to patch that caller through. That's going to be our last caller. And then we're going to talk about how community members can get involved in this referendum process if they would like to. So, caller, go ahead. You're live on the Cannabis Hour. Do you have a question or comment for us? I do. Uh, Lou and Charles, this is Ron from Covalo. Um, so, a couple things. Um, the supervisors have been so disingenuous um, and have not listened to the people at all during this entire process, and they have said in a recent meeting that they will are looking at scaling back this 10% later this summer. So if they do that, then doesn't, doesn't that, one question, doesn't that invalidate the 10% referendum? That's one question. Um, the other issues that I see are under the current cannabis um, ordinance, uh, there's, it doesn't allow for any rangeland expansion. Uh, CDFW in their presentation to the county uh, back in, I think, April, warned heavily about any further rangeland expansion um, as being having heavy impact on um, species migration and so forth, habitat, on and on. So um, the way I see it um, is the enforcement issue here, uh, we have 
probably estimated 9,000 illegal grows. It's completely out of control. The water situation is dire. Um, I think Jessica Stoll Odo from Covalo Water Board wrote an incredible letter recently about detailing the water situation in Covalo and um, how serious it is. And nobody's wanting to look at it. Um, the county needs to do an environment, environmental impact review, and they don't want to do that. They want to, they want to expand and get around the EIR. Um, and as far as the uh, throwing out the entire ordinance goes, um, you know, John Hashak has said that the current ordinance will work. Um, and he says that the the reason it hasn't worked is the county has um, been incompetent. So if it can work um, and we throw out the entire ordinance, then the solution is to make that ordinance work. And um, so... What I see as as the 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 issue is that um, the the county is not doing what they should be doing. They should care about doing it right. They should they should do an environmental impact review first and foremost before any expansion. And I just think that uh, it's best to. Um, you know, Caller, I'm just going to break in here and let you know we only have three minutes left on the show. So I'm going to ask you to just wrap it up real quick if you can, and then uh, we'll comment with you off the air if possible. Okay. That's it. Thank you. So we have just three minutes left here, so I want to give you, Charles and Lou, both a chance to comment on what the caller said there. And then I also want to make sure that we cover how community members can get involved in the referendum process um, if they want to. Is there an email address? Or I know there's a meeting coming up, and I would, I would love for you, Charles, to announce the details of that meeting as well. Okay. Um, just real briefly, I agree with everything that Ron says, except you know, the concern about rangeland is we're only talking about rangeland that's already being cultivated. So what difference does it make if it's cannabis or grapes or cucumbers? You know, I, I, I really, that that issue is, is being uh, taken way out of context. Um, uh, so, Lou, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, at least for what, look, uh, first I gotta say it's, it's, it's really nice to hear from Ron Stark and Peter Richardson. We were all business partners in a construction company about 30 years ago, right? So anyways, good to hear from you guys. Of course, Ron, we need a complete EIR. We need a, a, a thorough review of what is sustainable with the resources we have in Mendocino County. Of course, you know, unfettered expansion is a complete ridiculous thing. But to question whether or not we can use the existing ordinance to move forward, if it's true, as Haschak um, characterized, that the county is incompetent to process the applications and do the necessary regulation and enforcement under the existing ordinance, why should we keep doing that? 
We need to move forward. We can't assume that the same staff with the same administrative procedure is going to be able to do anything different than what they've done for the last four years. I'm saying go on the 10%, get a new ordinance, and move forward. So, Charles, can you quickly announce the details of the meeting that's coming up for the referendum? And I also just want to point out as an alternative viewpoint that I am receiving um, information or opinions as the show is ongoing that that is a misquote of John Hashtag. So I'm not okay. certain either way, but I just want to point out, you know, both sides John, of the story John here. Hashtag and Charles, can, Charles, we have yeah. 30 seconds left. So can you just go ahead and announce the details of the referendum meeting that's upcoming tomorrow, today? Tomorrow, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Live Power Farm on East Lane and Cobolo. I don't have the address, but it's easy to find. Uh, there will be a community meeting, and hopefully, everyone will will uh, show up to 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 have their uh, voice heard, whether they're for the uh, whole uh, ordinance referendum or the 10 percent. And John Hashtag does not want John Hashtag does not want the uh, phase no. three ordinance. I think we should uh, let John probably best to let John Hashtag speak for himself, and that's all. That's all I can say. Well, thank you, Jen. But um, I will say thank you to both Lou and Charles in another edition of the Cannabis Hour. I'm your host, Jen Procacci, and I'll be back two weeks from today on June 24th with another episode for you. So I hope you'll tune in then. Thanks for listening. <laughs>